بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد صلی اللہ رسول کریم ام آباد بفور آئی بگن آئی میک اے ہمبل اپیل آل دوز سٹی ہیئر فار دا پروگرام کائنڈلی کم ٹو آس دا سینٹر دس از دا طریقہ دس از دا وے آف وے آف لسٹنگ ٹو ٹاک ایز شون ٹو بائی رسول اللہ دا سائٹس ٹائی ٹو کم ٹو ٹو آز دا سینٹر سٹوز Inshallah, we'll benefit. Allah will light our hearts also. My dear respected elders and brothers, from the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam till Qiyamat, whoever lives on the face of the earth, he is an ummati of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Everyone. Non-believers also, they are also the Ummatis of Rasulullah The believers also are Ummatis of Rasulullah The Ummatis of Rasulullah are divided into two categories. One is Ummat-e-Jaba and one is Ummat-e-Dawa. Ummat-e-Jaba are us, we, who have accepted the Kalima, whether we were born with the Kalima or whether we accepted the Kalima later on in life. But those who have accepted the Kalima, they are Ummat-e-Jawa, they have accepted it. Those who have not yet accepted the Kalima, they are the Ummat-e-Dawa, it means they are the ones to whom Dawat has to be given. Dawat of Islam has to be given to them. And as we all know, almost seven-eighths of the world's population are Ummat-e-Dawa. In the past, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Anbiya alayhi salatu salam, to invite people towards the oneness of Allah, towards the greatness of Allah, to link insan to the creator. Now, it is our conviction that no more prophets are to come. So the work, Nabuwat is khatam, but the work of Nabuwat, Kare Nabuwat, Kare Nabuwat, work of khatm Nabuwat, has been entrusted onto the shoulders of every Ummati of Rasulullah Every Ummati, it's his job now, that he has to invite the Ummati Dawah towards Islam. But before we invite others, we have to take stock of ourselves. What is our position? The Sahaba Ikram, radiallahu anhum, when they went to invite the non-believers towards Islam, to present Islam to them and then they will say Kuno Mislana become like us Sahaba were 100% on Deen 100% on the Tariqah of Rasulullah they were in a position to say that become like us let us ask ourselves can we today tell anybody become like us we don't want to talk about the negative aspects of our lives do you know where we stand It's not possible for us to tell anybody to become like us because we are nowhere near where we are supposed to be. Only 5% of the Ummah is performing five times daily Salah. The first, the first what you call order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the first thing which will be questioned for in the grave, only 5% is on the first Faraz of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we can see how far we have drifted away, how much effort is needed. Now, as we know, 
the people want to see islam the non muslims have heard about islam they heard about muslims they read, they read about islam and the muslims but they want to see islam how will they where will they see islam if you take the five pillars the five pillars of islam every pillar is hidden from the non muslims the non muslims cannot see any one of those pillars so if you depend on the five pillars of islam how will islam spread the central pillar of islam is iman iman is a central pillar the most important pillar and is such a pillar without which we cannot do the other pillars are namaz or fasting roza saum zakat and hajj if you look at the other four pillars we need to learn for example when a person becomes baligh and one has to start performing salah so one has to learn how to make ghusl how to make wudu and how to perform salah you have to learn the person who's eligible to give zakat that person has to learn what are the laws of zakat how how to calculate zakat what percentage of zakat of our earnings do we have to give and who is eligible for zakat when to take out zakat that person have to learn that person going for hajj person going for hajj have to learn about hajj we are not going to hajj nobody is worried about learning the, all the arkans of hajj all the pillars of hajj how hajj is performed or how how, how hajj is to be performed nobody worries about it because we are not going but the person who is going for hajj that person makes it his or her duty to learn all the fundamentals of hajj and all the principles of hajj how to perform hajj same with our month of ramadan fasting when fasting becomes farz on an individual that person has to know what are the times of fasting what are the rules regarding fasting what break the fast what nullifies the fast we have to learn all these things so namaz we have to learn our roza we have to learn our zakat we have to learn our hajj we have to learn and a central pillar of islam not to be learned iman it's very strange when you say you got to learn iman to us it seems very strange how can you learn iman but the sahaba ikram jalalahu used to say ta'allamna al-iman thumma ta'allamna al-quran first we learnt iman and then we learn the quran so iman is something that has to be learned iman cannot be learned in books neither can it be learned in by listening to talks of deen you can't learn iman your jazba of deen can get raised by talking and listening to talks of deen but you can't learn iman you have to learn iman the way rasulullah taught the sahaba ikram to learn iman they learned iman in the company of rasulullah at home in the battlefield in the bazaar marketplaces wherever they were they learned iman when iman is strong then everything as becomes very easy to practice today we finding it difficult to practice on our deen because our iman is weak we are not saying that we haven't got iman our iman is there but at different levels iman fluctuates in individuals from time to time fluctuates sometimes it's on the high sometimes it's on the low but iman is something that we have to keep on making effort the more we talk about iman the more we talk about the greatness of allah subhanahu wa taala 
and success in the way of life of Rasulullah the more strong will our Imam become. That is why we've been told to keep on talking about the greatness of Allah. Because the moment we come out of the masjid, everything else other than deen, other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is inviting us. Everything else. Everything, the billboards are there, you name it, everything is inviting us. So we are, we've got a tough task, a difficult task to keep our Iman strong, to develop our Iman. See? Iman has to be learned. How we learn Iman? Talk about Iman, give dawah towards the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, towards the tariqah of Rasulullah towards our deen, keep on talking about it. The other thing is, my dear brothers, is yaqeen. Yaqeen, our conviction, our belief. Today, our yaqeen is on what we have, what we possess. Our yaqeen is on that. Whatever we possess, our yaqeen is on that. Our yaqeen is on what the eyes see. The Sahaba, anhum, used to say that even if Jannat and Jahannam were to be brought in front of our eyes, it will not change. It will not change an iota of our Iman because the amount of discussions and practice on Iman that took place, that we got full Yaqeen on Iman. So Yaqeen is the firm conviction that what our eyes are seeing is deceiving us. What our Rasulullah said, that is the thing. At the time on the occasion of Hajjatul Vida, Rasulullah asked the Sahaba Ikram, pointing towards Makkah Mukarama, asking them, what city is that? Every Sahabi knew what city it was. He's coming from there. He knew what city it was. But he didn't rely on his intelligence or his knowledge or his memory. Everyone said, Allah and his Rasul knows best. Today, unfortunately, we have so much of yaqeen on what we know that sometimes it defies intelligence. Then Rasulullah asked, what day is this? They all knew. The day of Arafat, day of Hajj, they all knew it. They said, Allah and Rasulullah knows best. Then Rasulullah told, told them what day it was. So like that, my dear brothers, Yaqeen has to shift. Today our Yaqeen is on, on things. Yaqeen is on experience. Yaqeen is on what we have. Yaqeen is on what, what we did. Yaqeen should not be the, the things, the asbab, the means which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has, has given us are there for us to use. But not to put Yaqeen on the means. In Urdu, it has been said very, very nicely. Asbab hote hue Allah par bharosa karna isko kehte hai kamil yakin. Despite having the means at our disposal, we, full, we put full trust in Allah. This is called perfect yakin. For example, I've got money in my bank or wherever I've got money to go for Hajj. Now I'm putting my trust on my, on my money. My money is going to take me for Hajj. It's not money. It's Allah who takes you for Hajj. Allah does. Allah takes. The yakir must shift. In 1974, I was at the Delhi station. And I don't know, some of you might know, 
that in, in this, on the stations in India, they have what is called coolies. Coolies are porters, what we call porters in English. It's officially known as coolies. They have a, a, a reddish, pinkish garment. So, as I got on the, the train, one coolie met me. He was a Muslim. He made salam to me, I replied. Then he said, he, he, you know, the, the, out of respect, they call you Hajiji. Hajiji, like how you say Hazrat, you know. Hajiji, like Haji Sahib. Hajiji, make dua for me. Now there's a lesson for us here. Whenever anybody asks you to make dua, immediately give him some dua. Any dua, but give him some dua. Who knows, that may be the moment of acceptance. So I, learned, I had learned that. So I gave him dua. I asked him, kya dua mango? What dua must I make for you? He says, I want to go for Hajj this year. My little intelligence told me this man is living on the tips that he's getting from the passengers by doing portage, doing, uh, uh, being a porter, carrying people's goods and luggage from the cars to the, sta to the train and train to the cars. Where, how is this person going to go for Hajj? So I just said, Inshallah, Allah will take you for Hajj, Inshallah. I was in Hajj that year. And I was sitting in the haram reading the Quran Sharif. One person tells me, Hajiji, Hajiji. I looked at him. Mujhe pechana, have you recognized me? Because I was gone. That trip of mine was a nine-month trip. India, Pakistan, Hajjah, it was a nine-month trip. And I met so many hundreds of people. How could I remember who he was? He says, I was Delhi station ka kuli hoon. I am the coolie from the Delhi station. You made dua for me, I'm here. That day I caught my ears. Never to underestimate anybody. It's not the money that takes people from place to place. It's Allah. Allah does. Allah does. That must, must keep on talking. Allah does. Only Allah does. Nobody else. Not Allah also does. Only Allah does. Nobody else does. Everything. The ability to talk now, Allah has given me the ability. The ability for you to listen and comprehend, Allah has given us. It's Allah who does. Keep on talking. Allah, Allah, Allah. That is why they say make a lot of zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Zikrullah. Our heart needs polishing also. So as I was saying, so these five pillars are hidden from the non-Muslims. Non-Muslims can't see any of those five pillars. Can they see? Iman. Even you and I won't know who's got Iman here and who hasn't got Iman. Of course, we believe everybody has got Iman here. You meet a man on the street, you don't know whether he's got Iman. Or he hasn't got Iman, you don't know. So Iman is hidden. Namaz, our Salat, is hidden from the non-Muslims. Why? We perform Salat in a masjid. Which non-Muslim is here to see what we are doing? They are outside. They are not inside, they can't see. Our fasting, our fasting is hidden. It's hidden from everybody. Nobody knows whether you're fasting or not. Even your wife will not know if you're not fasting. Fasting is hidden. And fasting is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sign of sincerity in fasting. That is why Allah ta'ala says, the reward for that person who fasts, I am his reward. For the person who fasts, 
no no material rewards i am his reward in other the person who fasts he gets allah zakat is hidden from the non muslims for the simple reason that zakat cannot be given to non muslims and the sorcerer has taught us that you give with the right hand the left hand should not know so if the left hand does not know how the non muslims will know about zakat hajj hajj is performed where makkah mina muzdalifa arafat al hajj now you go to makkah mukarrama madina munawwara you come to the place called miqat the boundary big pillars there big signboard in various languages indonesian arabic english various urdu various languages russian languages to say this is the boundary beyond this no non muslim is permitted to put one step forward same with madina munawwara also that means it's hidden for the non muslims it's hidden from the non muslims our hajj is hidden from the non muslims unfortunately today's technology you know i don't want to go into the details of it now it's everybody is seeing it now but it's all hidden so all these five pillars are hidden from the non muslims so what are, what do we have what do we have in us that we're going to invite the non muslims to our islam three things akhlaq muamalat muamalat and our muasharat akhlaq akhlaq is character the person will be closest to rasulullah on the day of kiamat will be the one who has got the best character rasulullah said i am the embodiment of good character see so character attracts people there was an old lady she was emigrating from makkah mukarrama and she had all her belongings and she was emigrating so rasulullah saw her with all so much of belongings he asked her aunt where are you going she said i'm going to my village so can i help you to carry your luggage so he carried most of the luggage he carried and the balance of the luggage she carried and he walked in front she walked at the back normally the guide the person who supposed to guide you he walks in the front why did rasulullah walk in the front and not at the back because here we learn from the story of musa alaihissalam and the daughter of daughters of hazrat shaybal alaihissalam when they were taking musa alaihissalam to hazrat shaybal uh, hazrat shaybal alaihissalam musa alaihissalam told the i'll walk in the front you walk behind me why because the shape of the body of the woman the movement of the woman all these are attractions so he said pick up a pebble if you want me to turn to the right pick up a pebble and throw to the right if you want me to go to the left pick up a pebble and throw don't speak because the voice of a woman is also hijab is also parda see so rasulullah walked in the front she walked in the back and while they were going they engaged into a in a, into a conversation engaged into a conversation rasulullah asked aunt why are you leaving makkah so she replied i'm fed up i'm fed up now there's a young man who has come now to makkah he claims to be the prophet he claims that we must worship one allah we can't see all this 360 idols we got in the kaaba our forefathers and grandfathers and everybody was worshiping mustn't worship all those things i can't take it i'm i'm leaving 
I'm going to my village. Rasulullah didn't say a word. Carried on walking. Till they reached the destination. And then she says, young man, this is where I live. Thank you for bringing my luggage. And as Rasulullah turned to walk away, she asked him, young man, by the way, what is your name? What was the reply? Aunt, I am the one from whom you are running away. She got shocked. Such sublime character, such noble character, you definitely can't be a false Nabi. Immediately she said, Ashhadu Allah, Ilaha illallah, wa ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. She accepted Islam. No bayan was given. One hour bayan, two hours bayan was given about Islam. Not a word was given about Islam. Just the character of Rasulullah was an attraction and invited her towards Islam. My dear brothers, today we are engaging in every every moment of our life with the non-believers. At, in the, in the, at, in, at home, the maids that are working in our houses or the men who are working in our houses, in our workplaces, we are engaged with them. If our character is good towards the mighty brothers, you don't have to give them dawah to Islam. They will themselves say, please, I want to become like you. How can I become like you? Anyway, time is limited. The second aspect was, they spoke about, <coughs> is muamalat uh, or transactions or dealings. We have to be upright in our dealings. Unfortunately, we can be praying five times a day, but sometimes many of us, we falter in our dealings with people. If you're owing some money to somebody and you promise to pay somebody at that time, you haven't got it, don't duck and dive. Tell that, go to the person, please, man. Excuse me, I haven't got the money now, I'll give you some other time. That person who gives you extension of time, he gets double the reward. Uh, He'll give double, he gets double the reward. See? So ask, don't duck it. Keep your promises. See? Um, in our dealings, be upright. Be honest. See? If, you, if you're selling some merchandise, you know there's a flaw in the merchandise. Show it to your customer. Look, there's a flaw here. It is worth so much. I'll give it to you at this price if you like it. But don't hide. See? These are things that they are seemingly small. But they carry a lot of weight. See, in the early days, our forefathers used to tell us, the Dutch, in the Transvaal, the Dutch farmers and businessmen would call the Muslim merchant Abraham. Abraham. Those who, not, who are from Transvaal, they'll tell you. They should call our forefathers Abraham. hundred years ago. Why? In other Abraham, Ibrahim al Islam, they're, they're like the good people, good people, like, like the Prophet. They fulfill their promises, they're honest in their dealings, whatever it is, and they could have, give them opening, whatever they want to buy, just take. Because of that. Today, nobody can call us Abraham. Nobody can call us Abraham. Because we have drifted very, very far away. So this is one aspect is, in our transactions, we have to be upright, fair, honest. See, there's no time to go into the, into the details of this. They are wakyas of Sahaba Ikram about these transactions. And the third thing I spoke about was our Islamic muasharat, our Islamic culture, way of life. We have to 
show the Islamic ethos, the Islamic way of life. We have to project it. Islam is not to be kept like this in our palms. Islam has to be exposed, shown. Today, unfortunately, we are suffering from an inferiority complex. We come to the we come to the masjid, no topi. We find a topi, put it on. Come out of the masjid before you leave, leave the topi and go. So Islam is only in the masjid. Islam is not outside. No, we have to be proud of our Islam, proud of the tariqah of Rasulullah. There is no other way of life which Allah is going to accept besides the way of life of Rasulullah. He is not going to accept anything else. Fashion, my dear brothers, fashion, the meaning of fashion is something that is going to change. I am giving my own meaning. Fashion means something is not permanent, it is going to change. Today the haircut is this style, tomorrow it will be some other style. Today the dresses are so long, sweeping the floor, tomorrow it will be something else. So fashions will keep on changing. But the fashion, the tariqah of Rasulullah is not going to change. And that's going to take us to Jannat, inshallah. So all of us should try to, should try to, should make up our mind that we should be proud of our Islam, project our Islam. Don't be shy. Alhamdulillah, today, because of the barakat of the work of Dawat and Tabligh, we find all this, what we see around us here. We see people reading namaz at the filling stations, at the airports, in the planes, all over. This is, we have to project Islam, my dear brothers. Allah Ta'ala gave us all traffic, my dear brothers. And inshallah, after the Maghrib namaz, very, very important. Bayan will take place, inshallah. All the brothers are requested to come as close as possible to the member. We've got a few minutes now. Try to